Well, hello, fellow travelers. Thank you for listening to the Unbroken Ground again. Um, or for the first time, this is episode 11, um, and it's going to be called Awkward Dinner Parties. And I'm um, very excited about it. I've been not sure what um, path this uh, next couple of weeks of the uh, podcast are going to take. Um, so in, in February, we did all of the episodes about uh, Joseph um, and uh, in March. Um, yeah, it seems like it's just going to be uh, a potpourri of different topics and uh, different takes. Uh, this week, I'm going to be talking about Jesus, um, which is probably not a surprise if you have listened to this podcast uh, any at all before. Um, every episode ends up in some way, shape, or form talking about Jesus. And so, but specifically, we're going to be talking about Jesus um, in a story from Luke. And I'm very excited about that. I've um, just been reading through the Gospels, just trying to, to find uh, some inspiration in, in what it is that uh, God might lead me to say. Um, so, yeah, so super excited about that. I'm excited that uh, you're listening either for the first time or for um, this is episode 11, but we also got a couple other um, different types of things out there. So this is this will be the um, the 16th thing produced uh, for the Unbroken Ground. And so um just always humbled and uh, f- and and just um, and it just brings me joy beyond measure just knowing that uh, that people are listening and and that God can use this podcast to uh, hopefully bring encouragement and and joy and a deeper walk with Jesus. Uh, that's that's the hope. That's the uh, that's the purpose behind. Uh, the podcast at all times um, is just that people would find uh, a deeper, closer walk with Jesus. Along that note, if you like listening to me talk about Jesus, I also um, have started blogging at Patheos. That's P-A-T-H-E-O-S dot com. Patheos dot com. I'm over there uh, underneath the Apple column named Unbroken Ground. Um, You guys take out the V. But I, I, I spend, I've uh, had six uh, blogs uh, published so far. I'm trying to do about two or three a week. Um, so I've done two weeks. I've got six. The first one was on Christ, it was on um, Christianity, community, and creativity. Um, the, the next three were on uh, different takes on why uh, we are able to have hope uh, in Jesus still. So... If you if you have any interest in that, you can. Um, we I've got a link in the uh, main podcast description uh, that'll take you to Pathios. If you go to our Facebook page, um, it's got all the links there. Um, if you just go to the Pathios um, homepage, uh, go to the the evangelical uh, option, and you'll see most likely see my articles. I've been on the front page there for a little while, so that's pretty cool. Uh, but you'll see those. If not, you can also just search for Unbroken Ground, and you can find the articles that way. So yeah, if you have if you have any enjoyment of listening um, to me talk, uh, and think that you might also like to to read some of the stuff that I've written, then that's another place that you can get um, again just some more um, talking about Jesus, and uh, and that's that's the whole purpose is just to bring glory uh, and praise to His name. Um, so. Yeah, um, 
continue to if you if you haven't uh if you have i thank you but continue to tell your friends and family if there's if there's a, a episode particular that you think that they would enjoy or hear or need to hear um or that, that jesus used to speak to them uh, feel free to share that with them um as always, you can leave comments about the episodes. If you have questions or um, just general comments, you can always leave that on our Facebook page at, at Facebook forward slash The Unbroken Ground. Uh, you can also email us at theunbrokenground at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments. Um, or, um, yeah, those those are the... Uh, or, uh, as Jim reminded me last week, I also have Instagram, that, that The Unbroken Ground. Um, uh, on Instagram, you can send a direct message to there or comment on one of the posts there. Um, but yeah, appreciate everyone. Um, always, I hope that uh, these words f- will bless you. Uh, and I hope that you have a, a good week or a good day, um, wherever this finds you. And that you'll uh, be challenged, encouraged to, to follow Jesus more and in a more mature way uh, every day. Luke chapter 7, verses 36 and following. Now one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him. So he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. Then a woman who had lived a sinful life in the town learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. She brought an alabaster jar of perfume, and as she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisees who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. And Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two men, owned money to, two men owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he canceled the debts of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt canceled. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned towards the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, for she loved much. But he who has been forgiven little, loves little. Then Jesus said to her, Your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? And Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. So there are three different people um, subjects uh, I want to talk about in this uh, this story, and uh, so um, those three are going to be uh, the woman, and then of course the Pharisee and the Pharisees, uh, and then Jesus. Um, and I just want to talk about the um, just just the, the title of the of the podcast is uh, is awkward dinner parties because I just imagine that this was not normal um, that that normally um, uh, just like I mean just imagine today if if somebody um, 
was uh, just so overwhelmed by a gesture of kindness of um, in anything that they were just they uncontrollably crying, um, uncontrollably um, weeping, and uh, and you're trying to eat dinner, um, and and it's and you're one of the guests at the table. Uh, you're not the one that this is happening to, but um, there's this lady, and and uh, and 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 even if she's trying to be quiet. Even if she's, you know, just trying to quiet cry or trying not to blubber or, or all the things that, that happen, um, that, man, this had to be a strange and awkward um, interaction. Uh, and uh, I think Jesus loved it. I think Jesus understood that um, it, it was needed. Um, it was needed for the woman. Uh, it was needed for the Pharisees. Um, it was needed for us. Um, and I and I just want to talk through that um, why that that is and uh, and just some just a few insights that uh, as I was reading, this really jumped out to me. Uh, and I want those to, to to be encouraging to you guys. And uh, so so starting with a woman, and I think that um, I think what's so astonishing here is that um, as far as we know, as far as the story goes, Jesus doesn't know this, this lady. Um, we don't know, um, you know, what she did, or, or, but, but more than likely, uh, given the context of being a, a sinner, um, that she probably was a, uh, a prostitute, um, that she uh, lived a life um, that, was, that put her outside the, the realms of like the uh, the temple, uh, especially uh, definitely um, outside the realms of the Pharisee, um, and so just imagine that 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 this lady didn't even know who Jesus was. She didn't even know who Jesus was, but but somehow she had heard of him, um, and 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 what she heard just broke her whole world open, um, and. It, and it had to be like Jesus had so many interactions and and so many interactions you know he got in trouble because he um, would 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 eat dinner with the tax collectors uh, that he would eat dinner with the sinners is what the is what the Pharisees would say about him and say how dare you and and so but but you can just imagine that um, he had some interaction with someone who knew this lady and that person that person's life was changed. And so they went, and, and when they went back to the people of their group, their, because um, they had to form their own group, right? And so so they, she went back and she she told all the, her friends. And, and this lady would have been like, oh, right. Yeah, sure, another man promising you things. Sure, um, unbelievable things. I, I don't believe you, but but there must have been something in the way that, that whoever was telling her, in, her, in the, the way that her eyes had changed, the way, way her whole demeanor had changed, and like, no, this is, this is different. And, and imagine if you were that lady, if you were the lady who had been told um, your entire life, or even just a portion of it, that you were not worthy, that you were not welcome, that, that God had had nothing and wanted nothing to do with you that you were simply reserved for judgment because you were a sinner because something went wrong in life 
Um, I don't think this was a, the woman's plan. Uh, whatever profession that she found herself in, she she had that wasn't her plan to do that. But something went wrong in life, and and she found the way to survive. Um, but it but it put her outside the love of God because of who she was, because of the choices that she had to make, and and there was just um, nothing she could do. And here comes Jesus, who keeps saying, no, no, the, the kingdom of God belongs to those who know they need forgiveness of sin. It belongs to everyone. Everyone is invited in. And and can you imagine that that the lady seeing it changing someone else's life, seeing it, maybe she, maybe she even heard just the words as Jesus was teaching. Maybe she even just just saw Jesus one day and he looked at her like a human instead of um, like a reject, like a, a, something that wasn't worthy of their time. Maybe he just, just acknowledged her and, and, and she heard that he was going to be at this house. And so um, she just, her heart says, I gotta, I gotta do this. And so she, she grabs her, her perfume bottle um, and this is one of the things that I think is really, I think probably somebody has said this in some sermon before, but one of the things that just jumped out to me this morning is that, is that she takes her perfume bottle, which bottle, which probably was what she was using um, to sell her wares, to entice men. Um, she takes that and it becomes an object of worship. She takes the very thing that represents why, why she's been rejected by God and it becomes an object of worship. It becomes the very it becomes the thing that fills the room. She 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 however she gets into this dinner party, I don't even know. But but wow, it she pours that out. She pours it out because she worships not not Jesus the person per se. Um, I don't even know if she knows that Jesus is God. But she worships because Jesus has told the people who were downtrodden, the people who were hurting, the people who were lost, that there was a way. And that, that they, they weren't uh, forever blocked from the kingdom of heaven. And, and so she takes that, that perfume and she pours it out. And it just filled the room. And that smell that was associated with with her shame with her sin with her her all the wrong things that happened to her all the the ways she'd been mistreated the ways that that her life had gone wrong suddenly become sweet and fill the room and she she cries she 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 cries she's crying because she didn't think it was possible to know she to know god she didn't think it was possible that God could love her, and yet here she had found proof. And, and that was the only thing she could do, was cry tears of great joy, was to, to cry gratitude, to, to bless the, the man who, who brought the message, anoint his feet with her tears, wipe his feet with her hair, because of the message, because it, it brought her hope. She'd lived so long without hope. 
She'd lived so long with with rejection, with with being used, with um, being told that she wasn't good enough, and then the the gospel came, and so she had to worship. And I think, oh, I think about. Um, for those like me, I've been a Christian for a long time, and I think about the just the raw emotion that this this woman shows. Um, that that when she realizes she realizes the weight of what it means to to have been forgiven and and to have uh, the door open uh, for to 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 know God and for God to know her and 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 to to reclaim to redeem to find atonement. For even one such as her, I I wonder how often um, I take that for granted. Uh, that that um, oh the grace that God has, oh the grace that Jesus gives us, oh the the freedom, the the atonement, the the price He paid, and and um, when we take when we go to worship and and uh, we sit and we sing our songs and we we take the Lord's Supper and and do we even remember that feeling that realization that understanding that we were lost but now we're found even a even a portion of that that we would we would we would break all social norms that we would go to a dinner party and pour out our tears for a man who brought life. It's awkward to see that. It's awkward to see people just so emotionally giving. Um, and yet it's, it's the proper response. It's the proper response to what Jesus has done and who he is and what God does through him and who God is. Is to be sold out in worship. So focus that you don't even care with your life who was watching because you're living it as an offering poured out for Jesus. The second group is the Pharisee or the group of Pharisees that are there. It probably would have been very prestigious uh, to be able to say, oh yes, I've had Jesus. Uh, He's, I've invited him for dinner, and at this point, uh, at some point, it probably comes. Uh, you don't want to mention that because the whole um, blasphemy thing. But at this point, he's a pretty well-known teacher, and so it's a very prestigious thing. Um, but it seems that um, for some reason there is a um, a level of he's prestigious, but not prestigious enough. Um, the Pharisee invites Jesus in, but he doesn't um, greet him <laughs> with honor. Um, but but maybe more of just a, a curiosity. Maybe it's not an honoring meal. Maybe he's just uh, the Pharisee's like, well, I I I'm obligated to do this because you're a wandering Messiah teacher type rabbi type person. But I I don't know that it, I even really want you here. Um, and. And then, as if all of his fears have been confirmed uh, for Simon, um, here comes this 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 local um, sinner, this lady who's uh, got a bad reputation, and everybody knows who she she is. And and here she is. She comes in, and now she's crying at the table, <laughs> uh, 
crying tears on Jesus' feet and, and pouring out perfume. And, and oh, if Jesus was a prophet, he would know, right? Surely he knows. I mean, Jesus probably could have told, probably picked it up from the looks that, that Simon was giving other people and, 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 and kind of that uncomfortable, uncomfortable awkwardness of going, I don't know what to do. Do we kick her out? Do we, do we tell her to stop? I mean, what, what are we going to do? And, and it's like, well, I guess we have to wait and see what Jesus does. And, and it is, uh, it is so, such a perfect picture of um, the, the hardness that comes when, when we allow religion to be um, a cultural show and not about our hearts. It, it is such a perfect picture of the fact that the Pharisee had, this, had, had heard the same things about Jesus had heard the same stories. Jesus had said the same things. Jesus maybe even had had a conversation with Simon about what the kingdom of God was really about. And yet it caused a very opposite reaction, which was um, indifference. And Jesus uh, addresses that. But I want us to, to settle on that and think about that for a moment. The Pharisees who should know better, who should know that you couldn't follow enough rules, that, that you couldn't be good enough, that you couldn't do uh, enough things, uh, that you couldn't be careful enough to avoid sinning. And yet... Um, here, here is this this man, this prophet who is saying, you know, come to the kingdom. The kingdom is here. God loves you. He's for you, and and he's inviting all these people. And the Pharisees, Pharisees should know. They they memorized so much scripture, and they read scripture, and they under and they studied scripture, and that was their whole life. That was their whole focus, and yet they completely missed who Jesus was. They completely missed. They were so focused on, on fulfilling the laws. They were so focused on the, the cultural um, rightness of things, of, of having the right outward view. Jesus would call them whitewashed tombs. He's like, you paint, the, you, paint, you paint the outside so pretty, but you're dead on the inside. You look good, but you're dead. Your insides are not alive. They're dead. And so um, why paint the outside so beautiful and I think uh, I think we we also have to avoid that <laughs> um, it's it can be easy to, to fall into a type of following Jesus where it's like well I look good on the outside um, I I I say all the right things, I wear all the right clothes, I have the right kind of job, I, I give the right kind of money, I, um, I agree to the right kind of um, politics, um, whatever test that, that, that exists for your world, uh, wherever you're at, the community you live in, it can be easy just to, to do that for the sake of um, being in that, to, to, be, to fitting in. Um, 
just just to fit in, just to to so that you're not um, that you don't stick out, um, and and you can learn how to be the best, because uh, we really like people who who fit into the the molds that that we want them to to fit into, and so um, people who don't fit into that, people like the woman who um, is willing to make a fool of herself by by crying and and. Uh, just at the feet of Jesus and and wiping wiping um, his feet his dirty smelly feet um, with her hair and crying and and and, and then taking this this um, expensive ointment uh, or uh, um, uh, perfume and anointing his feet. Um, we, those people make us awkward. Those people make us uncomfortable, and so. We, we learn how to fit in. We learn how to, to, to say the right things and to have the right attitudes. And, 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 but our hearts aren't there. We have to be careful that we don't become whitewashed tombs. That we, that we don't just look good on the outside. But that, we, that we're able to, that our outside is, is being, that, that fruit that's being produced from who we are is coming from the, the, the inside, and that, that's good fruit. So what Jesus says is that you'll know my, my disciples by the fruit they produce. The Pharisees um, thought they knew, thought they understood about how the world worked, and they fit very well into it. It was a very, very good system for them. And it and it was good because they got to exclude the people we didn't they didn't like and the sinners and they got to judge them and they think well and and Jesus even records a prayer where our Pharisee goes into the the temple and says oh God thank you I'm not like this tax collector this tax collector God thank you I'm not like the sinner um, and and Jesus says hold on a second and he tells the story he says Simon. Uh, there's two. There's two people, and, and one owes five hundred dollars, and the other owes fifty, and um, neither can pay it back. And so the money collector forgives them both. He goes, "Which which one do you think is more grateful? Which one will love more?" And Simon goes, "I suppose, um, be, because it, maybe as a Pharisee, he's never owed anything because he's got his act together, and he's always been able to pay his debts." He goes, "I suppose the one who's being forgiven more." And Jesus says, you're right. You're right. And then Jesus says, this woman, since I, since I have entered the door, um, you, didn't, you didn't give me water to wash my feet. You didn't uh, anoint my head with oil. You didn't offer me a kiss. Um, it, sounds, it sounds like they didn't really welcome Jesus um, as a as a, a guest, um, more of his obligation, but that's just a, a assumption. They said you didn't do any of that, and this woman has been washing my feet with her tears and wiping it with her hair, and has anointed my perfume, her, with my my feet with her perfume. And he goes, "Those who have been forgiven much love much. They just they're just grateful." Um, and and those who are who've been given forgiven little love little um and and the point that Jesus is making um which is clear to us and hopefully clear to the Pharisees as well but maybe not 
when when we when we see the holiness of God and we understand our sinfulness, we understand our imperfection, we understand just how lost we are. Um, and then then we say, uh, can can I be saved? Can can I be forgiven? Could God really love me? And and when the answer is and given by Jesus's life and and his teaching is an emphatic yes. Oh, we who have been forgiven much should love much. And those who think that their lives are nearly perfect, who maybe are like, oh, I've done a few small things. I've, 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 I've guess gotten out of line a couple of times, but I don't need that much grace. Those who are convinced that they're good and the sense of, of good enough, good compared to God, they, they're, very little, they're very little affected by God's grace. It's one of the reasons I think that God, that, that Jesus talks about in the Sermon on the Mount, that blessed are those who are, are hurting, blessed are those who are poor, blessed are those um, who um, mourn, because it's in the places where we, we see our lack. It's in the places where we see our need that we see God. It's in the places where we can see our need that we can see God's greatest amount of grace and love. And when we realize how much God is, has forgiven for us, has, has loved us, has taken care of us, then our only response can be, the only response can be, is all-out worship of who Jesus is. It's all-out worship of God. We give everything. And we don't care if, if it makes us awkward. We don't care if it makes us odd. And... and we, we, we pour out everything we have and, and we say, God, I'll do whatever you want. You, you guide me, you direct me, you tell me where to go and I'll go. God, you point me in the direction. God, you fill my heart with love. You've, you show me what to do and I'll do it because I was lost before you found me. I was blind and now I can see I was broken and not able to fix myself and yet you've made me new you've made me a new creation just the thought that it could happen just the thought that it could happen was what drove the woman to worship Jesus because we see that that at the end of the story Jesus says daughter go your faith is your your sins are forgiven your faith is has uh, set you free. The woman uh, hadn't even had her sins forgiven. And she had fallen down in worship because of the possibility that it could be. Because of the possibility that, it, that just, for the, just for the hope, just to hear the hope that God might still love her, she broke down and... and worship public just just no holds bar worship just just at the thought that that a life when she'd been told uh, that she couldn't have access to God to know that that Jesus says you've been forgiven 
just the thought that she might be caused her to worship and to, to give extravagantly and to, to cry to, to, to cry and to um, just give everything she had. Just the thought, not the actual thing. Oh, how much more should we who have received God's grace worship? And what are we to give? Nothing less than our very lives. So there's the question. What is it that Jesus is calling you to? Is it a, a maybe it's a, a, a per, maybe it's a maybe it's a purpose of of a job. Maybe it's a place. Maybe it's a, it's the people that are around you. Maybe it's your family. But God is is God. He's got a, a a plan for you. He's got a he's got a goal for you. He's got he's he's got um, he's put you in places where he wants to to use you, and and all he's asking is everything <laughs> that you would that you would just this week um, that you would just give up everything and worship him in such a way that you would pour out everything because you realize that you were a sinner, you were lost, you were. You were without hope, and Jesus has brought you hope. And the second part of that is, who needs to hear? <laughs> and, and who needs to hear that truth? Who is it that, that God has in your life that you need to tell them about this, about this hope, that, that about being lost but, but, but being found blind, but now seeing about having no hope? but finding hope in Jesus. God has someone in your life, in your path, at your work, at your school, wherever you might go, and they need to hear the message of Jesus. And they need to see you and the truth of you worship him just in the same way as the woman who would give everything at just the faint whisper of hope. My prayer is that we would, this week, spend time each day worshiping God because we have been forgiven much and so we should love much. And we take, should take that forgiveness and that love and spread it out into the world, in our hearts, in our homes, in our communities, and into the city and into the world, wherever we might go. May we take Jesus and may we proclaim his truth. <laughs>